All right. Well, this is the fourth and more trimester, um, the afterbirth fourth and more trimester support group. And today is February 24, 21st, sorry, my best friend's birthday of 2018. I can't believe it's 2018. And I can't believe it's towards the end of February. What happened? Um, I am Dr. Blythe, and we have Rowan on here. She's my co-host, and she's slightly muted because she's in a car um, with her preceptor, because that's how we roll. So I have pressed record, um, so everybody who's joining us now know that we are recording for the audio component of this, and it becomes a podcast, not the video. That's what we all decided. So kind of going through the group rules, the disclaimers, the structure, if you will. Um, this place is for peer support and connectivity, creating community on the regular for peeps who may feel isolated and need to share their feelings and just talk about what's up. We meet virtually so that way you can come no matter what you look like, feel like, what your kids are doing. Um, if it's loud and screaming, just keep it on you. Um, and you can just put notes in the chat box. Rules of engagement are to be kind. We're going to offer support over solutions. We're not gonna be like, you know what you should do, because um, that always feels terrible. Um, let's be succinct, no bogarting the microphone if you can. Right now it's just a few of us, but at some point there will be a hundred of us, and that will be a lot to moderate. If a moderator interrupts you, don't take it personally. We're just trying to keep it in the canoe. Um, this is peer support, not paid psychotherapy. I am a fancy dancy doctor, um, but in here I tend to get support from you guys too, or listen, um, and if I kind of notice something is pretty out there, um, I might reach out to you afterwards to check in, um, but I'm not going to do a lot of interpersonal psychotherapy in here, um, but I will watch for fires, and uh, Rowan is the other moderator who looks out for other things that I don't understand. I do neck up, she does neck down. Um, we're not prescribing or diagnosing anything. Um, we might hear things that resonate and just be like, hmm, um, and that's just sharing is caring. Um, reminder, because this is a public forum, like right now we are live, so if there's something that you need to be mindful of, like you're modest and breastfeeding, um, or have um, some cultural needs that you need to take care of, or are in a lawsuit, um, just be mindful that this is being recorded. And right now we can see each other. Um, if you share something and then realize you need that piece edited out, please clap afterwards. We won't take it personally. We won't get upset about it. But if you clap afterwards, then um, whoever is editing this audio will go in and delete that out. Um, sometimes we really get into it and then we're like, oh, hell, this is going to be on a podcast. No problem. Um, we are putting this as a podcast for people to listen to at any time of crisis. They don't have to just wait for every other week when we get together. And we have started putting them up on our podcast, which is on iTunes and on our website, um, which is preggerscanbechoosers.rocks. Um, I think we have like 18 different links to that. Um, so the topic of the today, oh, I don't, actually don't have it written down, but it's um, time management. So that was proposed last time. Um, so wanna kinda go around the group and you can just introduce yourself and say this is like the component that you wanna talk about, but I'd like to go through and like introduce ourselves first and then circle back and talk about our topic. 
um, when you introduce yourself, like, tell us how old your kids are. Do you have kids? Um, are you pregnant? Um, and then you can tell us if there's a current struggle before we like get into the topic. Cause sometimes that's more important. Um, kind of like when we had the Alaska breastfeeding fiasco, that was way more important than any topic we were going to take on. So I am Dr. Blythe, two sisters. I am Rowan's sister. Um, I have a doctorate in clinical psychology, um, but I'm also a human being and a woman and a compassionate person. So I like hanging out with my bitches. Um, some of you may know me professionally. Some of you know me personally. Um, but I love that we all get together and spend time um, connecting and having feelings. So who wants to go next? I can't see everybody. So um, like, I guess we'll just start with Adila since I can see you. Um, oh, hell, but now you're in this list. Okay, Princess Poppy. Hello. Hi. <laughs> I'm Adila. I am a birth doula here in Houston. I have two kids. Um, one who's two who's yelling at me about something in the living room and I can't really hear her. So I'm waiting for her to come into the bedroom and give me instructions. And a six-month-old who has just sprouted six teeth and, I mean, sorry, uh, three teeth and is chewing on everything, including my boob. So this past week has been kind of rough with her teething. Um, and yeah, I think that's it. No struggles right now as of this moment. You know what I did take though? I took this uh, class, this workshop on postpartum depression and I did, I had never heard of the Edinburgh um, postpartum scale. And I actually took that yesterday just to see where I was at. So that was kind of interesting. I, I scored an eight out of 30, which is good. But um, for all of you mamas out there, you should definitely go check that out if you're wondering or not, um, you know, how you're doing, I guess, two weeks after postpartum. So, yeah. <laughs> Tiffany, I want to do it. I want to do it. Um, yeah, I stopped using that one because it doesn't um, translate into anything other than English very well. Like the Spanish version is terrible. Oh. Um, but that is like the gold standard is that one if you speak like fluent English, like fluent or, you know, um, I guess like white people English. Um, <laughs> so, but other than that, like if it's any other language, like let me know and I can help you get connected with that. Because um, the other one I use has been translated like a million times. But that's amazing. Only eight. Um, and then Tiffany wants to do it. So I'll post the link at the bottom of this after we're done in the event. Um, or no, I'll just do it in the Facebook group, our private little shenanigan group. So because you can do it online. So, okay, Rowan raised her hand. So uh, how do I unmute you, Rowan? I'm not sure that she can talk. Oh, wait. Rowan? Yeah, can you hear me? Okay, I can on your phone, yeah. Okay, I, I'm still new to doing it um, on the phone, so. Okay, so my name is Rowan Two Sisters, and I'm one of the co-hosts um, and co-producers of uh, the Fourth and More Trimester Support Group. Yeah, And about the Edinburgh, um, that's something that both of my preceptors use frequently in our postpartum visits. So, and like most of our, our, our patients have English as a primary language, so it's not something I've really run across, but I'd be interested. And PJ, I think, speaks Spanish, so I wonder if that's something we could get a, 
like find the Spanish version and like maybe have Pete look at it with us or some of our other Spanish speaker friends. So, um, okay. And I'm actually on the road to Beaumont with um, my preceptor, Jackie, and her amazing admin, Mary, and we're going because we're working on the birth center that we're setting up there. And so I'm pretty pumped and that's exciting. I have a bunch of kids, the uh, one I um, am the closest with because I didn't birth any of them. And I was lesbian in the late 90s when, you know, parent rights were not that big a thing. Um, but I, my youngest daughter is 26 and we spent a lot of time together. So that's the kid that I roll with the most. Although all my children know that they have access to me whenever they need. And I'm just in the weeds here learning the Winfrey the best I can. And I think one thing that I want to mention is that wife and I went to the maternal morbidity for black women movie yesterday at TSU and it was horrifying. The whole situation was so bad and um, we both left just really wrecked and kind of wrecked today and like emotionally hung over from it. So that's one thing that I want to talk about is how can we get more people of color coming to our group because I think right now it's about half and half white people versus not versus but and people of color and how can we increase our numbers and get this out there to more people and I am working diligently on putting this up in the podcast. We're on um, iTunes and Stitcher and a lot of other ones that maybe where you get your local podcast at. And they run about 50 minutes. So that's what I got to say. Thank you. Okay. All right. Mood, muting Rowan. Um, we'll go with PJ. PJ, do you want to share? Can't tell. Usually she's working. Let's see. To run the other 50%. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. So okay. That's in there. All right. So she's talking to someone, but so she's listening. All right. We'll go to Caitlin. Hit it. Oh, dude, you unmuted yourself. You did so good. Okay, there you go. Um, hey, I'm Caitlin, and I have, we're in Midland this week. Um, I'm now muted? What is going on? No, you're okay. I can hear you. Okay. Um, sorry, my computer's like freaking out. Um, we're in Midland this week. My husband had a business trip, and we have friends here, so I invited myself along with the kids, because screw being by myself with the kids for a week if I don't have to. Um, <laughs> He invited myself along. Um, and we're having a lot of fun. So I have a four-month-old and a three-year-old. Um, and this, this house is not child-proof. <laughs> That's a bit of a challenge. But, you know, we're making it work. And um, that, that's what I got. Nothing, nothing crazy right now. It's good to see you in that pink wall. Yeah, it's bright red, but yeah. Oh, looks pink. All right, meeting you and Tiffany. Are you available to chatty chat? I'm gonna unmute and eavesdrop on her for a second. Tiffany, are you around? Are you handling a fire? All right, she must be handling something. Okay. Okay. Well, I have a pressing thing to talk about that may or may not circumvent the time management thing. So. Um, a, to follow up on the Edinburgh being um, terrible in Spanish is that people have tried to translate it, um, and I don't know why it doesn't work, but I learned at the PSI conference, which is the Postpartum Support International Conference when I went, that um, there's a group of women that started a group support group called the um, Corazons in, I think it's like Brooklyn area. Um, and they were the ones that were like, this is a piece of shit. So they use the, I think it's called the PIQ. Um, and it has like, I mean, it's even in Arabic. So, um, that's the one I've been using. So I will post that in the link, um, in the group too. So that way you guys can see, you know, different options, um, for whatever language that you need. So, cause I am all about like, let's do some screening. Let's have the tools that we need to catch it. 
I rarely give that because by the time people get here, um, their hair's already on fire. Like I don't need a number. I know that your house is on fire. We're going to put that out. So, um, the other topic, like I do, if we can talk about the movie that we saw last night, cause I think Rowan and I do both kind of have an emotional hangover, um, from it. And, um, it wasn't completely surprising. Um, but some of the data was shocking. Um, I was really excited to have a board. So like they had a whole like panel at the front um, and they were, they were all African-American women. So I was really appreciative to not have some white guy up there trying to talk to us about stuff. And most of them had a doctorate or an MD. I was like, yes. Um, so they, that might've been all of the people actually in Houston, the providers up there, which was kind of crazy, but the statistics that they were talking about, cause they apparently have a, a meeting, which I know about, but I've not really been invited, which is sponsored kind of by the Andrea Yates foundation. Like she's her, not her, but the foundation from her experience has created a lot of things that happen in Houston. Um, and so these people are talking about evaluating the statistics and the statistics are the maternal death rate for black women in Harris County is the number one in the state, in the whole state of Texas. Yet we have the biggest medical center in the entire world, the highest rate is biggest medical center in the entire world. Like when she was talking about yesterday, one of the presenters that people come from Dubai, they come from all over the world to get cancer treatment here, heart treatments and stuff here. But if you have a baby, you know, if you're a black woman, you're four times more likely to have a maternal death than a white person. <clears throat> right. If you're an educated black woman, you're still more likely to die than an uneducated, non-high school graduate white person. I was like, what? Right. Okay. So that like already had my attention. I kind of knew that anyway. This is the real kicker for me is that the number one maternal reason for death in the state of Texas is after six weeks, it occurs six weeks to one year, right? That's that postpartum period. The number one reason for death is suicide or homicide, right? That's my job. That is my job, right? And as doulas, you guys can contribute to that. And as friends who are moms, right, you guys can look out and say, how are you feeling? You know, you're a new mom or you're a mom. This might be kind of difficult, right? So, cause they were saying yesterday that don't ask, oh, are you okay? Assume that they're not okay because momming is hard. It's like what? Right. And you guys know. So like, if we ask people like, how are you doing? What can I do? Like, let's be real with people. Um, that's a different approach than oh, are you doing okay? Because people don't want to talk about it. It's gross. It's embarrassing or something's wrong with me or this is supposed to be the best time of my life. And a lot of that's bullshit. Um, so like for me, that statistics I had not heard right? That the number one, so it's one that's the top three nationally for women for maternal death. Um, but here in Harris County, you know, and in Texas, it's like the number one reason. And so I was like, no, no, no. Um, 
So I see we've kind of got some chatting going on in the chat box. So like, does anybody want to talk about that? Like, cause I kind of think that we need to offer support with knowing this information. I just threw this out there. And so I've had like 12 hours to kind of chew on this and it's still very upsetting for me and it'll probably be forever cause it's upsetting, but I just kind of want to like, not just drop this big gross bomb on you and not say like, Hey, who wants to talk about it? Like PJ's over here saying this is her, her world. Right. Do you want to share PJ? Are you in a safe place to share? Uh oh, it froze up. I'm going to unmute. Okay. Okay. Can y'all hear yeah. me? Okay. Yes. Um, yeah, I just hearing about it because I'm, I'm at the bar center today and <clears throat> I was right before I jumped on, I was literally just talking to Patty about the screening last night. Um, and then I saw Jessica's post last night on Instagram about it and um, the suicide rate. It's not, it didn't shock me. Um, and I started thinking about why did it not shock me? And I think because with every baby that I've had, um, I've contemplated it more and more. Uh, and um, this time what helped me, I think, after having Lorelai is um, having, like, I mean, I'll be honest, Rowan was a big help um, in keeping me accountable for taking my medicine, um, making sure I had my smoothies. Like, you know, she was like, I want to see a picture of the smoothie. I want to see a picture of your medicine. Like, I want to see a picture of you. Like, I want to make sure that, you know, I'm going to keep, basically, I'm going to keep bugging you um, so that you know that we're thinking about you and you're not alone. Um, and that helped. And also just um, being able to talk about how I was feeling um, to the people around me. And I was really fortunate that um, I haven't had judgment in that way. Like if I told my family, which I did try to talk to my sister one time and I tell her how I feel. And she was like, well, if that's what you're thinking about doing, like, you know, just go ahead and do it. Cause you're not going to sit here and talk about it. Um, and uh, then having my sister, my other sister, you know, overdose, and that's her second attempt in five months. It's like, um, I don't think anybody denies the fact that you know how hurtful it is when, when you lose someone, especially to, um, to suicide. Um, but I think if you're somebody who's been there, like you're not thinking about the impact to everybody else. Um, especially when after having a baby, like my mind goes to these kids and my husband would be so much better off without me because I am a hot mess. Like I cannot function for myself and there's no way that I can function for these little people who deserve better. And so 
Am I still there? Sorry. I had a call that I declined. Um, but yeah, it's just sitting there thinking like, I'm, I'm way better off being out of the picture. Like that is the one variable that their life would be so much better for them if I would just be gone. And so I took drastic measures. Um, Oh no, she's frozen. How can I, oh, am I back? We can hear you, yeah. Okay, yeah, I kept going back to how can I make this an accident so that my family can get double my life insurance um, so that they're taken care of because I have so many issues with like the business that my dad left me and that stress and the stress of, you know, going from being the sole income provider to, you know, not being able to decide what bill to pay from month to month, which is our reality, having a car repossessed, like all those things. So I started really focusing on, okay, how can I get this life insurance to double? Because, you know, if it's accidental, then my family's going to get twice as much um, for the payout benefit. And I got to the point where I was like, I can't keep doing this because the more I calculate this and the more I think about this, the closer I am getting to bringing my thoughts to fruition. And so I canceled my life insurance policy. And that's really drastic and I don't recommend that, um, but it's what I needed to do to kind of snap myself into reality and go, okay, well, now, if you go, your family's not going to be taken care of. So let's find other avenues of working on what's going on. So. Wow, PJ. Yeah. Like, that's a bold move. Like, that is a bold protective factor. I'm really proud of yeah. you. Thank you. And I'm proud of you for sharing your story. I was kind of there for part of it. I remember being in Marfa and Rowan asking me, and I was like, bug a duck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anybody else want to share? I'm going to mute you, PJ. By the way, I love okay. you. I tell you. I love you too. Thank you. Okay. Anybody want to share? I'm looking. Nobody. Okay, Adila. Hey, so I just actually wanted to share what I was thinking about in this workshop that I took on postpartum depression. Um, And I know, of course, every mother, you know, goes through her own struggles and not to say that it, that depression in moms is not there in Southeast Asia, which is where I'm from, specifically Singapore. But I was kind of pondering on you know why maybe don't get me wrong I have my days where I hate life I hate my kids I want to get away from everybody I want to run away I want my husband to understand what I'm going through daily um even though he he really does and he tries to and he he appreciates me and I love him but I was trying to think why maybe with both my pregnancies I didn't feel the way many moms I knew did feel after birth um, and after becoming a mother 
and I was thinking that it, it had a lot to do with my cultural um, care postpartum. It's like what I guess my culture does for moms postpartum, taking care of them and their, their different practices of physical care, you know, getting massages weekly, um, drinking certain things, um, like herbal stuff, a lot of, um, soups that like special soups made with certain herbs and black chicken bone soup and, um, wraps and my mother being like, you know, don't go out for 30 days. Like I'm here to take care of you for 30 days in your house. This is your time to rest. Do not pick anything up. Don't pick your toddler up. You know, I'm coming to, and she would come. I mean, in New York, it was different because when I gave birth in New York, she stayed with us for two weeks straight and took care of me and um, my daughter and my husband. And she really could only stay for two weeks because we were in a 500 square foot uh, studio. So it was like we were all sharing a room. Um, so that could only go on for so long. But when I was here in Houston and I gave birth, my mom would come in the mornings and would like take my daughter out of her crib, my eldest daughter, um, feed her and everything, feed me, cook me lunch. Um, she would wrap my stomach every morning. Um, you know, there was just, I guess, a lot more support postpartum wise, physically and mentally. And I think that's a huge thing that we're missing in America. Um, and so hopefully we can find that through these groups like this, where we can give support to each other, not only mentally, but, you know, we can, I guess, have resources for other things such as postpartum massages and belly wraps and, you know, herbal baths and bee steams and all those things that, you know, to make you feel good because a happy, healthy mom makes a, you know, a happy, healthy house. So anyways, that's what I wanted to share. And I think that's genius because one of the things that Rowan and I want to do is do some psycho ed groups. Like right now we're just kind of trying to get through, like she's trying to get through school and I'm trying to pass this test, um, which I have new fire and spirit to do. Um, but we do want to have like this support group and then we want to have um, psycho ed group. And so those are good topics for the psycho ed group is, you know, the black chicken bone soup and, um, you know, what if someone made that and we could have that. And what if, you know, when people start joining this and they're pregnant, we could have like a food chain if that's interesting and we could have a belly binding, um, you know, psycho ed group so people can know like, why would you do that? And then how do you do it? Um, because sometimes people buy the belly binds. Uh, I see someone right now who makes beautiful belly binds and then they get it and they watch a video and they get overwhelmed. They do it a couple times because no one helps them and then they stop wearing it, you know, and that sucks. Like these are great tools. And even if they have them, sometimes they can't use them. So um, these are great topics. Okay, Caitlin's got her hand up. Dig. Okay. Um, I'm sorry, my kids are a little crazy right now, but part of me um, had started getting really overwhelmed um, by the corporate greed of all of it because everyone sees pregnant mom money um, and we've lost that sense of community. So now all of a sudden you're supposed to buy all these things and then you're supposed to be super mom and you're supposed to do all of these things. And then that, like, that's how I got to my time management issues is because I'm like, how much time am I supposed to be spending on all these things? Right. Um, 
but then I think we've all lost that sense of community. And then yeah. the fact that we're supposed to buy so much crap um, just to be able to take care of ourselves. So then there's that burden of, well, then my kids might not have something or um, so part of me is trying, I think that's why I've had such a struggle with like getting my belly bind stuff off the ground is because I'm so worried about charging people for this because I want to, I want it to be able to help people and I'd rather just not make a ton of money on it. I'd rather make sure that people can help themselves, you know, I don't know. Um, and uh, I also took the, the postpartum workshop um, with LaShanta and it was eye opening because you, you want to change the entire way you've done business um, and like how you do your prenatals and your postpartums and all of those kinds of things um, to really make sure that things are solidified, how you interact with your friends. And it's, it's lacking in so many areas, but at the same time, um, I don't want to like make a giant profit off of it. Right. Because I'd rather have a healthy mom than make some giant profit. Um, just because I had a little bit of knowledge that could have, you know, saved someone a lot of heartache. And I don't know, I guess that's something business wise I struggle with, but also just as a person and a human of how do I help someone and, you know, just donate my time. I don't know. Maybe I'm way off course here. Well, Rowan and I were just talking about that this morning because with our birth center, um, I was telling her like social psych um, and anthropology teaches that the way to combat racism is through um, contact, right? So Rowan has her hand raised. Um, so one of the things that we want to do at our birth center is reduce like racism, all the isms, like I don't even know what the word is for that, for LGBTQ, socioeconomic, like, because our birth center, people will be of color, people will be gay, they will be non-binary, they will be all the things, um, and they will have different income levels, because I want to be the power Medicaid provider of Houston for maternal care, right? So then it's kind of like legal stuff. If you're broke, you can get a lawyer. And if you're loaded, you can get a lawyer, but everybody in the middle kind of gets like left high and dry. And so that's really where we struggle. And so if we have people who are affluent and then people who aren't, like hopefully it all works out, you know? And so when we've been in business long enough, in theory, it'll all work out. Um, and so I think that might be comforting for us as maternal business people um, or people who provide services for this population um, is that these people who can pay and then these people who can't like, you know, or they could source out, or I don't know, like, but then how do you, you know, like, how do you continue to try and reach those people that are like, I don't have money for that. Cause everyone has already assumes that, this is going to cost so much money to do to be able to take care of yourself that getting a therapist, getting a belly bind, getting a massage, all of things, these things are money, money, money. And if you're in that lower bracket, you know, trying to find the, the outlets to reach those people can be just so challenging because then you've got the people who are like, well, then I want everything for free too. So it's just, it's such a right. challenge to try and get everyone taken care of. And I don't know how to do that. Right. Yeah. I think we all have that problem right now. So this is great that we're talking about it and we're all thinking about it. And, you know, we are smart people. We will figure out a way. We don't have to do it today, but it'll, it'll come. Okay. So Rowan has her hand raised. Um, unmuting you. There you go. Hey, so this is my thought, Caitlin, is that, cause I think we're all trying to reach people at different low, different socioeconomic levels, right? So 
I think your fanciest offering is your super cute binding, right? And then your middle of the road offering is a binding that perhaps somebody else, like a used binding or something, right? And then the cheapest one would be that you have a tutorial on how to rip up a sheet and do it, right? Because everybody has an old sheet, hopefully, somewhere, or they can get one from somebody. So tier your offering, and then you can monetize your lowest, you know, your free offering by having a YouTube video or something like that. Or, you know, like, or it could just be something that you're using for SEO purposes on your, your website. So tier your offerings. It's okay for us to earn a living by sharing our knowledge and a product well-crafted. That's 100% legit. And then also, you know, the lowest of the range where people are, you know, down doing the very best they can with almost nothing. And then the middle of the range group would be people who perhaps you have a system for people who have bought a belly bind and they're not going to have any more kids and they give it back to you and then you get it cute, do any mending or repairs that needs to happen and then you sell it for half price or third price or something like that. Like there's, there's, there's lots of people who I think I want to challenge you that it's not all or nothing, that we can find gradiated offerings and still reach the people that we need to. And this website or this um, podcast right now is a good platform. One of the things we're going to start doing is inviting in sponsors. So, like, that would be something, you know, today we're, you know, being hosted by or being sponsored by Caitlin's Belly Vines or whatever your business name is. So there's a way. Snowflake. There's a way to reach everybody. Snowflake Doula. I remember. Snowflake Doula. Snowflake Doula. All right, I'm going to hop back off, but that, that's my two thoughts, my two cents. We can find an offering for each person at each price point and also get the knowledge out there through some of the free platforms that we have. And this podcast is one of them. And I appreciate that we're doing what we can and brainstorming to take care of people, wherever they are and how we can meet them. Okay. Muted her. That was actually really good. That's the thing about Rowan, like sit next to her long enough and she'll just shoot off some ideas. Like you better bring a notebook. Cause if you say, I heard you say something a week ago, forget it. It's gone. So anytime you want to like, <laughs> just bring a notebook to talk to Rowan. She's great like that. Um, so there's a person on here named Angela and I can't see or hear Angela. Um, and we haven't heard from Angela. I think Angela's new. Um, do you, I was gonna, I'm gonna try and unmute this person. Maybe it won't work. There we go. Angela, are you there? Crickets. Okay. Okay. Uh, anybody else want to share? We have about like 12, 13 more minutes. If not, we can talk about time management since that was the primary topic. Okay, we're gonna do time management. Caitlin, take us into time management, if you will. Um, I unmuted myself. Um, so um, I chose, I like this topic just because I, before I had kids, I was very precise on all time management things like I knew exactly how much time each thing was going to take so if I have to go out of the house I know how long it takes to get out of the house and how long those appointments will take how long we will drive that is not my issue um my issue is like how long do you spend playing with your kids every day and how much time do you spend doing chores and laundry and then how much time do you spend cooking every day because I feel like all of these things take so much of my time that I don't actually get to spend quality time with my kids as much as I want to you know because we live 30 minutes from a grocery store so then that's at least an hour to and from the grocery store plus two hours in the grocery store if I've got both kids with me because I'm sure you guys understand going to the grocery store with two kids forget it it's going to take three times longer than it would if you'd go by yourself um 
you know, so then that's a three hour activity just to go to the grocery store. And then you come home and then it's an hour to put everything away. And then it, because the kids want to help. So then you let your three-year-old help pull all this stuff out of the bag. Right. But I don't know, you know, then they're like, can we play? And you're like, well, we just got everything put away and it took really long. And now I've got to make lunch and then I've got, you know, I don't know. And I don't know if time management's the right word here or not, or if, um, I don't know. It's just something I struggle with of, how much time do you spend doing each thing each day? You know, is 10 minutes here and there okay? Or I don't know. Maybe I just am looking for that support on how much time do you spend doing X with your kids? Anybody got anything? Adila, okay. Princess Poppy over here. Yes. Um, I recently downloaded, I forget what the mom's blog is, but I'll post it onto the Facebook group. Um, but she's like, you know, a mom of four and she has, she posted a schedule, like her own kind of schedule that she does like Monday through Saturday through Sunday and what she does each day. And so I kind of took from that um, because now with four of us in the house, I feel like I'm doing laundry all the time. And she had the schedule of like days that she would do laundry. And so I would do colors and whites, you know, twice a week and on certain days at certain times. And I felt like that just, it made me more um, organized, I guess, in my head. Hold on, baby. Okay. Can you wait after I finish talking, please? Um, and so I felt like my time was like managed more through that schedule um the other thing that really helps I mean Caitlin this is that's got to be hard like 30 minutes away from a grocery store but we now do a to b curbside pickup which seriously um okay look you've got some labor here um and uh, the other thing that I just like convinced my husband to do is hire a maid. I know that's like more money going out, but I told him, I was like, I just, I need a maid to come to the house once a month and do a deep clean. And they spend like three hours, like scrubbing my toilets, my tubs, my floors, my fans, my windows. I mean, just like everything. And I feel like it takes like so much off of my back especially now that my six month old is about to start crawling i always like i'm worried about oh my god she's gonna find so much crap on the floor um so having a maid come once a month now really really helps um and the other thing that um I mean, I know how long it takes for us to get out of the house with two girls. Just me getting out of the house with two girls, it takes me one hour, per, like, exactly to get dressed, to get both the girls dressed, to change diapers and breastfeed before we leave. So that also helps, too, um, I guess, when we're getting ready to go to an event or an appointment. Um, and then time management for yourself. Hey, turn back on the light, please. Okay, my two-year-old just turned off the light. Um, but finding time for yourself. And so I've, like, made a schedule with my husband. Because when he comes home from work, uh, we... ...appointments to go to. And he doesn't understand 
understand sometimes that those aren't, that's not called me time. He thinks that's me time, but that's not. It's, it's, you know, it's maybe a 20 minute drive by myself, which, which is nice when I don't have a baby crying or another a toddler making, you know, demands in the backseat, but that's, that's not considered me time. So I have also printed out a schedule for us where I do get my me time and it's twice a week for two hours. So that's uh, another way that we've scheduled in time for myself. So, yep. That's it. Anybody else have some thoughts? Like, what about, that's the first time I'd really, really I mean, I don't have children. So um, the thought about how much time to spend playing with your children, like, I've heard a little bit about it from people just like, when I'm there playing with my child, I'm not really interested in it because I'm overwhelmed or I'm thinking of the 82,000 other things I'm supposed to be doing. Um, so like how much time is a good amount of time? And then what does that look like for your children um, and yourself? So that's a really good question. Adila, is that your finger going? Yep, yep. So, um, I actually, ever since my, my second was born, my pediatrician told me to spend time with my toddler. I see it. I see it, honey. Can you wait a second? Mama's talking. I see it's green. It's a green crayon. Um, she told me to spend time with my toddler alone without the baby in the room, to go to a different room, spend time. So ever since she's been born, we spend 30 minutes um to an hour depending if the baby's napping or not but I spend it alone in her room you know without bringing my cell phone in and we just I don't make a mess in the room or read books or whatever she shows me her toys and that's what we do um and then I also put both of them in the room together because my eldest likes to play with her sisters she really wants her in the room so I put the baby in the bouncer and I let them have about 30 minutes to an hour in the room by themselves without me there. Um, I have a baby monitor, so I do wash them from the living room to make sure the toddler's not beating up on the baby. Um, but that's, so we try to do that every day. Uh, and then she also, we go to the gym twice a week. So both the girls get alone time away from mom and dad. Um, for an hour twice a week with like other kids that are in the daycare at the gym. So that's, um, yeah, that's our. Um, that's amazing. All right, Rowan has her hand risen. Uh, hit it, Rowan. That was really good thoughts there, Adila. Thanks for sharing that part. Right. Um, my kids were older when I got them, so I tried to roll in my fitness into stuff with them. So. Like when Rose was, I guess I met her when she was like three and the older kids were like in their early adolescence, but <clears throat> I would try and do my fitness with the kids. So like, you know, we would go for a walk, we would get outside. So like that counted to some of our, our playing time or our, you know, not focus on handling random stuff time. And I also tried to make almost everything a game. Like when we went to the grocery store, I would, whoever wanted me to the grocery store, because we had six or five kids at the time, like they could pick out one thing that wasn't on the list that was just for them and then two things that were not on the list that they could share with their siblings you know so like I always made it a game and there was always some type of like almost like homeschooling like attitude about things and so you know that doesn't help for infants or kids under one but that's kind of what I did and then as the kids got older I 
instilled this kind of idea of an energy exchange. So like you want me to like drive you somewhere or do something that like I clearly do not want to do. Um, so let's do a time swap. I'm going to drive you to this or whatever, but then I get some time back and you help me with a project with no complaining. So with my older kids, I did an energy exchange type of concept. And with my younger kids, I always tried to roll in my personal fitness too, so that everybody would win or like gardening, you know, like I remember one of my friends, she had a kid that would just like flip out every, I think I shared this one before, but like flip out during the same time every day and it was really uncontrollable and, and but nothing was wrong. So she would just like line a wheelbarrow with a bunch of pillows and stick the kid in there and then just work outside in her gardening, you know? So I guess that's one thing is um, I always try and, and I'm a practical woman, so I try and get, you know, dual, dual purpose, but getting outside I think is a good thing for our own health and then also good for the kids and then it's also your time together. Okay, that's what I got. Thank you. Okay. Anybody else want to share? I'm sorry, Angela, I can't see or like anything from you. So I don't know how you're doing over there. Um, are you there? I can see she unmuted herself, but then we can't hear her. Oh, Angela, you're killing me. I want to hear so much. <laughs> so. Okay. Any thoughts for, um, we didn't hear from you at all, Tiffany. Are you, how are you doing? I can't see her anymore. Ugh, I think our internet challenges have been intense today. So, oh, there's Tiffany. Do you have anything you want to share today, Tiffany? Or are you just a spy in the sky? Um, here we go. Uh, just kind of floating here, I guess. Um, I didn't really get to hear a lot of the introductions or the topic and kind of came in. Mom's talking, right? One at a time. Um, so, you know, your discussion with this, uh, video that you saw last night was, you know, very shocking and, um, eye-opening for me, you know, I, I those are some pretty crazy yeah. statistics. Um, but just working on time management right here, right now, as we speak, this crib is no longer in use and it has become our clean laundry bin. So for the past two months since returning from vacation, I've just been dumping the girls clean laundry and sorting through it instead of putting it away and folding it because it's the laundry situation for us here is just so overwhelming. I've been giving away a lot of my clothes because I don't feel like dealing with them anymore. <laughs> um, and just trying to do the same thing for the kids' clothes and then encouraging my husband to do the same thing with his just so that we can get rid of stuff. Um, and this crib is already spoken for for a friend, so I'm thinking that energetic kind of thing if I clear it off clear it out it's gonna be out of my house a little bit faster so um, I am totally there with Caitlin and the, um, you know time management like when do I play with them when do I fold clothes like trying to multitask is super hard now with having children um, 
and just creating boundaries and rules that they can understand that fit with our lives and my head and my space. Um, yeah, puzzles were in the playroom, honey. So, yeah, I'm just kind of listening in and taking it all in and might have to re-listen to this podcast to really understand everybody's uh, perspectives. Okay. Good, good share. It's only for your your uh, northern accent. <laughs> All right, Caitlin has a burning desire over here. Um, so like we try and make everything into a game too, or like just giving him a job to do to help. Like when we put away groceries, yes, it takes an hour, but he hands me each individual thing and he tries to help put it all away. And he, um, sorry, he's pushing buttons. Um, he tries to do those things, but sometimes it's like, okay, I can't always have a job. For him, like sometimes folding laundry, I'll give him like the washcloths to do or, but he thinks that's really boring. And then I get this face and he, you know, destroys it all. So then I have to redo it. So then it takes three times, you know, you have to do things three times. Um, and you know, that's just a challenge for me. Cause then my husband comes home and like I said, okay, I'm going to hire someone twice a month, you know, to, to do the, the cleaning. And he's like, good luck finding that in the budget. And I'm like, oh, yeah. you know, there's, um, so like, I don't know. I just, some of it, you know, you try and compromise with your spouse and it's just not possible or, um, and I don't know, I guess I just struggle and I just need to hear that other moms struggle with that, that time management thing too, because you feel like is 30 minutes a day playing with my kid like okay because I feel like sometimes that's not enough and then sometimes I'm like but yeah but we do like all these other things and then you're like but let me try and get like uh, sorry hang on okay go play somewhere else no <laughs> excuse me go play something go play with something else no do you want to go on timeout you're gonna go on timeout that's not okay um yeah, so, you know, just trying to handle all of that kind of stuff um, just gets overwhelming because you're like, is 30 minutes playing with my kid enough quality time? And, um, you know, playing with his toys and then daddy comes home and like, that's all daddy does. But then at bedtime, he doesn't want anything to do with dad and then only wants mom. And so then it's just the demand for your yourself on top of it all just gets completely overwhelming because he doesn't want dad to snuggle him or do bedtime or do bath time and he only wants you and then it's it's either you do it or it's a massive fight and you're like but I need that 30 minutes of you taking like my spouse doing something with my son to do this other thing so that I can do it uninterrupted and actually get it done you know so I guess that's why I wanted to talk about time management today So it sounds like it's a struggle for mm -hmm. most of y'all. Okay. So you froze up, Caitlin. Okay. So like um, Rowan and I are getting really, really busy. So we're really doing our best to both be here. So that's why we, um, she's in the car on the way to Beaumont um, right now with her preceptor because we are very invested on learning on how to open a birth center to decide if that is even something that we need to do. Um, and we want to learn how to do it on someone else's dime actually. So this is great. That's why we're students. 
Um, so what we really need help for is uh, to someone in the morning of the group to go and like post in the group um, and say, hey, it's happening and tag people that we know that usually come. Um, because it's just like, I'm able to make the event, I'm able to get on here and drive the bus, or Rowan will drive the bus, but it's just that one more social media piece that we just don't have time for. Because um, Rowan A is booted from Facebook, um, and then I'm just literally getting on, checking messages from people, and then seeing who's like, oh, Blythe, she's amazing, go see her. Um, and other than that, I'm getting off, because I'm just, we're drowning. So is anybody interested in taking that component off our plates. Um, so the commitment is just getting up in the morning and posting it in the progress group saying, hey, it's happening today with a link and then tagging people that usually come so we can remember. Um, so you guys don't have to decide now because it looks like there's a big overwhelming. Oh, Caitlin. Okay. Oh my God, Caitlin. Okay. And we can also change it. Doesn't mean you're married to it for, you know, like, uh, you know, until 2020. So, um, Caitlin is going to do that for now. And then, so let's make it today's February. So maybe through, um, March and April, see if that works and then maybe pass on the baton. Um, yeah. And anywhere else you think that might be important to share. So, um, that would be real helpful. So, okay. And then you can also tell us like how that's working and um, tell us if there's any way that we can make it better or identify weak spots because we just don't have it right now. Okay, great. So Caitlin's going to do that for us and Rowan and I are going to continue to um, show up and hit recording. Rowan is working really well at putting these on a podcast. I'm super proud of her for that. Um, it's so far, it's been an okay amount of work. Um, so it's working out. I'm really proud. That was a huge achievement, by the way, for her to get that done. Um, does anybody have a, a topic that you want to talk about next time? Or I can just keep going down our topic list. Um, oh, I see you. I see you. I see you and your big chewy lips. Arr, 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 arr. Is that Lily or Willow? Lily? Oh my gosh. You guys are so big. Okay. All right. So I will quit like making googly faces um, at the baby. Okay. So we're going to meet in two weeks. Um, Rowan and I will come up with a topic. Um, thanks for listening to the information about the movie last night. That wasn't to scare, but it was just like, you know, I know that what I do is very high risk and I know what I do is super, super important. And what we're doing here is super important. Um, but some of the maternal um, death rate statistics for people of color, um, specifically black people of color, is just really upsetting. So I'm going to do my part. Um, oddly enough, in New York, they will pay for you to have a doula, and their maternal death rate is 12 times more likely. Right. So even though they have the support that they need, an advocate, families, a lot of times, um, it's still really high. So we're just all going to do our part to help people. Right. Um, so that's why we're doing this. So, okay, my party people, I'm going to unmute everybody so we can all go bananas, love on each other. Okay, we're all unmuted. I love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Love you. We're doing a great job. Yeah, we're all amazing. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.